Hey everybody, I am super fired up for this guest. He's a local boy. He's currently in his ninth season as the head coach at Middle Tennessee. He's from Wheaton, and he recently just conducted an outstanding presentation at the USPTA slash Illinois High School Tennis Coaches Conference. He's one of the coaching gems in the business. Please welcome to the pod, Coach Jimmy Borendame. Coach, welcome to the pod. Hey, thanks, David. I really appreciate you having me on the show. This is going to be fun, man. So, hey, um, first off, I was in attendance yesterday at the conference, and great, great job presenting. I, it, it came out, obviously, your passion for the sport, your energy, your knowledge. It came through 100%. Is that something you, you enjoy doing, talking to groups like that, or is that something relatively new for you? I wish I could say uh, I did. It was actually the, the first time I've ever been asked to, to speak to a group uh, like that. Um, but um, I absolutely enjoyed it, uh, every minute of it, and um, you know, I'd love to love to do more of those types of events. That is your first time. I mean, obviously, you're in your niche right there, and you're on a tennis court, and you you, you feel you're most comfortable there. But boy, that's your first time, man. You got a gift, so I'm sure there'll be uh, further options for you to do that. Great, great job yesterday. Thank you. So, so let's kind of, um, we said, you know, I'm from, I'm from the Chicago area. I said you're a local boy. You're from Wheaton, Illinois. Um, we, we usually ask our guests to do this. Talk, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get started in the sport? Did you have family members playing? Any, any junior highlights you really want to talk about? <laughs> uh, actually, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, my, I got into tennis because my sister, my little sister, came home and told me that she had a sport that she could beat me in. And uh, that basically just uh, poked poked the bear, <laughs> and um, all of a sudden, I uh, just just couldn't get enough of it, and just started getting after it. But I was a late bloomer; I really didn't get going until about eleven, twelve. So uh, you know that kind of put me behind uh, a little bit. And um, but luckily, I had some great coaches around me uh, with Patrick Tibbs and Jack Sharp and. Coach Bob Hoppenstead at Wheaton North, uh, just just phenomenal coaches around me that were just great people. So it really just helped me kind of develop um, and and kind of took off from there. Um, I don't know about the special highlights. Uh, I don't think I really peaked until I, I later years, until maybe 18, 19. Got college. it. Got it. Now, the place where you presented yesterday at the conference, that was your club where you grew up and trained, right? Yeah, I believe it's now the Vaughn Tennis uh, Center, but yep. back in the day, that was the Aurora Tennis Club, and wow, was I impressed with that place. I mean, it it, it, it was, uh, we used to tease uh, how bad it was. You'd hit a ball, and, and it hit the ceiling, and, and and Lord knows what it was that was sprinkling down. We used to say it was snowing <laughs> uh, indoors. It was just, uh, and to see that place, that, that was awesome. Yeah, so, so very cool. So, um for those that don't know, you played your collegiate tennis at Butler, not too far away. It's in the Indianapolis area, I believe. Um, what other schools were kind of looking at you? What were you interested at? And at the end of the day, what made Butler win out? You know, um, being a Chicago guy, you know, I really wanted to go to Northwestern. Um, but, you know, the, the level of the time and myself still not, not being quite ranked highly uh, in the Midwest. I think I was only maybe top 30 or so in the Midwest, um, not getting looks, wanted to go someplace where I was going to play right away. But uh, what really tipped the scale was Coach Jason Susha. Uh, Jason was a young head coach, I want to say 23 or 24 years old. 
Um, and he was really looking for players that were athletic and that could that really wanted to come forward and serve in volley. And and you know even today, well back then, I should say there weren't very many of those out there. Um, and um, you know it just kind of it ticked all the boxes. You know, Division One school, competitive Division One uh, tennis. You know, in the conference that uh, was at the Horizon League at the time. And um, but really, just Jason's energy and passion and, um, to work with me on a daily basis and go the extra mile to help me get better. That's awesome. And you mentioned the, the serve and volleyer. I mean, you had major, major success in college. I think you still to this day own the school record with with ninety eight doubles victories. I think at one point you were thirty third um, in the country in doubles. So obviously that the serve and volley style suited you and. and he and your head coach was all all about doing that as well yeah you know i mean jason did a jason did a phenomenal job of kind of figuring out what what i was good at and what my partner you know i i can't claim you know but half the success or even less than that because obviously jason jason contributed that but i was really lucky um if you don't know brandon curry who was my partner uh six foot seven guy out of milwaukee uh wisconsin you know, he, he, I mean, nobody wanted to face his serve, let alone his second serve. Right. So, you know, you put the two of us together and, and, and not only were we, you know, uh, great roommates and great friends, but then, you know, we were, we were quite the pair, um, on the court and the doubles court. So, um, that plus, you know, we were lucky. We had other great guys around us. We were lucky. We got three, uh, three conference championships, uh, to go to the NCAA tournament. So, so there was, there was a lot of, really good things going on there at Butler with Jason. Awesome, awesome. And yeah, you had a great experience. We're going NTAs three times. That's awesome. So I, I always ask um, the guest on the on this pod that after they're done playing, you know, do they want to go on tour? Do they want to do something outside of business, uh, outside of tennis, get away from it? Do they go to uh, try to get, you know, a, a corporate job? In your case, you got into coaching pretty much right away. Was this something that you knew you wanted to get into, or was this something where, like, okay, maybe I'll try to be a grad assistant somewhere as I f- try to figure it out, or were you pretty much locked in that this is something that you were interested in doing? Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny, you know, uh, when I was when I was getting it, when I was senior year, I just, obviously you start thinking about these things, and I kind of saw Jason and, and you know his lifestyle and how passionate he was about tennis, and I thought about it. Um, at my position at West Virginia was actually a graduate assistantship. So I got my master's degree there while I was coaching and kind of trying it out. Um, ironically, uh, they dropped the men's tennis program. And, you know, I have not too many people know this, and I always tell my, my, my student athletes this. Part of the, to graduate from West Virginia University, you had to complete an internship. So uh, I got an internship with the Chicago Bulls. Now this is post the the the, the dominant era of Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, so you know, selling selling uh, season ticket sales to the, the Skybox Suites was not quite as easy as uh, it was in the eighties. Yeah, you missed but, you um, missed the timing by a few years. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah Bill, I think Bill Cartwright was on the team. Scotty Pippen came back for the second time, so it was you know things were things were a little rough. I think they were calling them the Baby Bulls. But um, how I figured everything out was actually by doing that internship, I was miserable. Um, And I was literally hiding in the bathroom 
to, you know, at the end of the day to change clothes and hurry up and go play tennis and practice with guys like Jeff Dawson and other other great players in the Chicago land area. And uh, my father sat me down and said, you know, you know, if you don't love what you do and you're not passionate about it, you know, you don't even, it's, you know, work's not even work. You know, it, you, you love it. You want to go to work. And so, Jimmy, you, you've got to, you, this isn't fair to the Chicago Bulls, and, and you got to, you got to make a change. So uh, my dad kind of, you know, he, he, he let me know that that wasn't the right way to go about it. And, you know, you need to do something that you can enjoy every single day. And so um, that, that, that the light bulb went off and said, you know what, how much I really love coaching. And I headed, headed off to William and Mary. Your dad, your dad uh, is a smart, smart guy because that is unbelievable life advice because a lot of people just, you know, they do what kind of they're supposed to do or what their friends are doing at the time, and um, they wind up doing something that they may not really like, and they sometimes they feel stuck. And that's a message that I think you need that I'm sure you do. You pass on with your students on your team now, especially in the college age, and they're getting ready to go to the real world. Find something you love to do because it won't feel, you know, obviously in, in everything, there's certain things you're not going to like about whatever it is you're doing. But as your dad said, it, it's, you, you won't, it doesn't feel like going to work. No, no, not at all. I don't even think about it, it, it like work. Uh, even to this day, 20 years later, uh, it was one of the best decisions I made. And uh, my dad reminds me of it and I remind him of it and thank him all the time. Huge. Yeah, so continue on. So, yeah, you went to William & Mary. Yeah, um, so I was, at, I was at William & Mary for a year um, and then uh, kind of got my feet wet, full-time men's assistant coach. And I'm sad to say I think my salary was $16,000 a year in 2003. <laughs> so, you know, you're talking about, you know, you better love what you do. I mean, $16,000 a year. Even in Williamsburg, Virginia, it doesn't go very far. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even remember how many roommates I had. Uh, I want to say four or five. But uh, a great opportunity came about with uh, Coach Jim Thompson at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech was moving into the ACC. Um, I had met Coach Jim Thompson. And, you know, you talk about a guy you need to get on your podcast. I mean, Jim Thompson is, is basically considered the, the, the best guy in all of, all of men's college tennis. I mean, this guy, uh, you know, had, there, knows no stranger and, and, and will befriend you and do whatever he can for you. Um, and I worked with him for five years. We, we At the time, the team was probably ranked in the 70s or, or so, and, and I think we peaked somewhere around 17, 18, 19, and um, it was amazing, amazing experience for me uh, to be around such a great coach and, and learn about being more of a player's coach. Um, and met my wife, my wonderful wife there, um, who's also a coach uh, for assistant swimming coach. And, um, you know, at, at some point, you know, when you're an assistant coach, you know, you start thinking, you know, and, you know, how would I do things as a head coach? And, and one of my life goals was, you know, I wanted to have my own program. Um, so an opportunity arose at Drake University, which is in Des Moines, Iowa, not too far from Chicago. Right. Um, you know, and I, I loved every minute out there. Uh, unfortunately, I, um, my, my, my wife from Gulfport, Mississippi, didn't quite like the Des Moines winters. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if I remember correct, they had the worst winter 
in, in, in over 60 years, and that would have been maybe 2000, 2009, two, yeah, 2008. 2009. Let's not dwell on the weather because I'm in Chicago, as you know, and you were just here, and we just had a hell of a week. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm I get it. I get it. And we'll, we'll move on to we'll move on to your current place. Okay. <laughs> I won't tell you what the weather is like here today. Then so. I know, uh, but um, you know, the one year came and went, and 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 Genevieve, my wife, was was having a hard time uh, with the weather, and you know, being a Mississippi girl. Um, ironically, I'd interviewed at Middle Tennessee in 2007 and didn't get the job. And um, it opened up again in 2009. And I, I thought, man, that place is a gem. I mean, you know, I, I and uh, I, I'll never forget my wife telling me when you go on that interview, if you get the offer, you just go ahead and tell them we're taking it and we're going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, and and. and you know, she she's not a real uh, aggressive person, so for her to for her to go ahead and tell me that I was uh, uh, whatever you know, happy wife, happy life. Right. So right. Uh, yeah, we 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 came on up to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, or I should say down to Murphy south to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So um, that's that's the coaching trail for yeah. Jimmy No, it's it's interesting to see how coaches, you know, go about the journey of getting to where they're currently at. And you had your travels, and definitely um, you are all in. I mean, this is what, your ninth season at Middle Tennessee. You guys have had tremendous success. You guys have beaten a number of the big boys. Um, A couple of the schools, Wisconsin, NC State, Louisville, Miami. Um, What are a couple of the things that you really – kind of emphasize with your program i know yesterday uh at the presentation you were stressing a lot um of craig o'shaughnessy and a lot of the listeners who listen to these podcasts probably are familiar with craig o'shaughnessy but if not he's he works closely with some professional players currently he's with novak Djokovic. he also has his website the brain game he breaks down stats like no other and i know um you're a firm believer in that Kind of share what you really like about him and, and any other points that you really try to emphasize in, with your program. Yeah, you know, we've been really lucky. You know, uh, I've been, I, we've been able to get some great kids here at Middle Tennessee. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I'm sure I, I've helped, I definitely believe I've helped mold them to a degree, but, you know, a lot, all that credit goes to, to I'm very lucky I have a great administration great assistant coaches uh, I mean my coaching tree uh, where all these assistant coaches are at and how successful they've been and, and then obviously the great student athletes um, you know as far as as far as you know some of the things we do yes Craig uh, I, I've been I've been reading about Craig and following him on his website for, for a while and um, you know obviously the, the, the data speaks for itself you know he, he debunks myths out there about about the game and and you know the this generation you know when you can when you even show them statistics uh for example the australian open um you know this year at the australian open 85 percent of the points were were zero to four shots that, that's even that's even greater than than the 70 percent average that, I, that that craig you know discusses right um and you know, so so yeah, we, we, we talk about that in practice. Um, you know, the big thing I think we've we've done an exceptional job is, is in the doubles, and um, that kind of kind of obviously with my background being a, a, a I think a, a decent doubles player um, has.
has been huge. Last year, we won uh, 22 out of uh, 27 doubles points. Right. And I mean, I don't like. To, I, you know, I, I don't want to say it was lucky. Um, I think we've got we've got different uh, tactics and strategies and drills that obviously I was discussing yesterday. That that you know. We, we go over and over and over and over, and sometimes the boys think I'm a, a broken record. But, I mean, um, they're successful. And so then when they see that they're winning 22 out of 27 doubles points, they, 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 they really buy in, and they realize, all right, well, <laughs> maybe crazy Coach Jimmy and his bald head uh, know what they're doing. It definitely helps when you um, see the results, man. It definitely helps. Yeah, I mean, then you look at Craig O'Shaughnessy. I mean, look at the guy. The guy's working with Novak Djokovic uh, for the past year and a half. And, yeah, Novak's done okay. Uh, Novak's done all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's uh, he's going to be catching up to to, to Fed and uh, Nadal at the Grand Slams uh, shortly, especially at this rate. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just, uh, I just, uh, you know, I guess the biggest thing that, that, that always been impressed upon me is that you got to be a student of the game, and, and I'm constantly telling my guys that, and, you know, that I, I, I'm, I'm a student of the game, and I'm, I'm 39 years old, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to, to always want to be learning, um, and, and then taking that to my guys to make sure that they have that same type of attitude. That was an amazing transition to what we're going to get talking to, and we didn't even rehearse that, so I appreciate that. When you say student of the game, there's a platform out there. I've talked about it a lot on these podcasts. You're part of it. It's called Rabbit.com. It's from two brothers who basically started it, Jeff and Connor Dawson. And Jeff, you mentioned him earlier in the pod. Um, Before we kind of talk about rabbit and uh, uh you know we've given your dad some love on the pod but we gotta also give your mom some love on the pod because there are some stories that jeff was telling me about before we we, we recorded this about you and him practicing a lot back in the day and your mom's legendary pre-practice and sometimes post-practice snacks can you go into that a little bit <laughs> yeah you know uh roxanne you know you don't mess with roxanne you know uh, a little four foot eleven italian lady uh and, and when she brings you food and you, you just you just eat it um and then man yes yeah, she the, the the story about all that is is basically uh you know growing up uh, jeff and connor and i would, would go train uh, a couple times and and um you know, being a being a Italian mama's boy, uh, you know we, we 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 eat. You know, us Italians, we we put it down. And so she would, she always thought that the Dawson boys were really quite quite scrawny and thin. <laughs> so uh, Jeff's probably gonna kill me for saying that. But um, so so she would pack us lunches, and she'd bring lunches, and we'd go practice, and then she'd come, she'd come over to the house and, and sandwiches and pasta and you name it, and then we'd go back out and train again so uh, um you know those italian moms they just they just uh stuff our faces and and uh heck uh, she's a, she's an amazing cook and uh, <laughs> that's awesome the only thing i'm disappointed is there were no sandwiches yesterday man we could have used some of those good sandwiches i wish you know but uh right right something so um let's kind of get back to to the rabbit platform now because um i it, it's my belief if I had that as, when I was a junior, I would have spent hours and hours on that. As a coach now, I'm still on there because I don't think it's just for players. It's for coaches as well. Um, of course. And this is not to uh, – I think there's maybe a little bit of misconception that this is not to replace anybody's 
primary coach. This is something that you can use as a supplement. And, you know, when you hear things maybe stated a different way, each individual is different, and you hear certain things a different way, it might stick with that individual. I'm a firm believer of the platform. I love it. Um, I want to hear, one, obviously you and Jeff had a history. Maybe that's how you got involved in it. But how did you get involved in it, and what are your thoughts on the platform? Yeah, you know, um, Jeff and, and, and Connor were, were, were coming through town and um, driving, I think, down to Florida to go watch, uh, to, to tape a couple of uh, some real pros, you know, on the way to Florida. And I, I, and I, I had them stop by and they stayed with us for a couple of days and, and actually stayed at uh, my mom and dad's place here in Tennessee. And, and um, you know, they, they, they chose that they asked me if I'd be the their first college coach to be videoed. So, um, of course, I, I, lo- I love the opportunity to, to help, uh, you know, coach up some kids, uh, whether it's via the Internet or whatever. As, I, as I'm, you know, learning more about it uh, at the time, you know, I thought, what, what a great and amazing idea. So, you know, to this day, I mean, when I'm working with, with my various players, I'm always talking to them about Rabbit as far as, you know, you know, we're talking about this in practice. Well, here, check this out. This is uh, here's Coach Billy Martin from UCLA talking about the exact same thing that I'm talking to you in our practices. Right. Or here, check this out. Here's a here's a guy, 100, you know, Dennis Kudla, 125 ATP, and and here he's talking about this. And we we've been working on this in practice. Well, check this video out. And um, so I'm constantly using it to to help work with my players. And, Obviously, visual is so huge uh, for for this younger generation. So, um, it's it's a, it's an amazing coaching tool, and um, I'm always trying to trying to help get the word out there on Rabbit on a daily basis. Awesome, yeah, I I love it, and I'm so glad that I mean it, it's so impressive on the number of coaches. And when I say coaches, it also includes touring players, both on the ATP and WTA tour. Um, really really cool platform that um it's just so unique and it's it's just to have all that in one place is really really cool um no that's awesome that you're involved in it i um you know i i really appreciate your time doing this um i you know i have fun doing this with coaches learning about their journeys and their careers and um I know you're in the middle of your season right now, so I want to thank you for squeezing me in. I know you're super, super busy, and um, hey, you're, you are one of the coaching gems in the business, and I wish you nothing but um, the best of luck you know, this year and into the future, obviously both personally and professionally, and um, yeah, thanks so much for doing this, Coach. Of course, of course. I've had a great time, and uh, if there's anything I can do for you and then uh, let me know. All right. Appreciate having, uh, thanks for having me on the show. All right. We'll talk soon, coach. Thank you. See ya. That's Coach Jimmy Borndame in his ninth year, Middle Tennessee. What a great guy, great coach. Hope you all enjoyed that, and we will have another podcast in the real near future. Thank you.